Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode where we are talking about radical responsibility for your decluttering. And I'm going to talk about Goodwill, and I'm going to talk about other donation centers, and I'm going to talk about being a clutter scapegoat and treating people as a clutter scapegoat. Okay, so while we're talking here live, I'm going to feed Tara. I totally jinxed myself, by the way. Um, because I said that this was going to be an episode where she's happy and I get to make up from yesterday, but she's proving me wrong. So that's good. It's great. Tara. Okay. Hey. All right. So she's in that stage where the only thing that makes her happy is a poop. So sorry for showing you all that. Deal with it. Um, okay. Hang on. Okay. So let's talk about radical responsibility for your decluttering. And I want to just start the conversation by talking about Goodwill specifically because people hate on Goodwill, right? And I'm not going to say whether that's right or wrong. I'm going to talk about the reality of what Goodwill is dealing with and the reality of what started what, what got Goodwill into business in the first place. Okay. And, um, like I said, it's not, is, is Goodwill good or bad? Um, it's just, this is what Goodwill is. And I think we need to recognize that it's an important conversation to have. And it's one that we need to have more of. Okay. So the history of Goodwill is whoever the, the CEO of it is who started Goodwill noticed that people had too much stuff and they were doing garage sales and he thought it would be a cool idea to take these this stuff that people didn't want that they were selling in garage sales and basically do it for them right so goodwill is was essentially started to be a storefront garage sale okay and that was created out of a need from society a society who overconsumes right they had too much stuff to sell in their own garage sales. So this guy was like, I'll take it and I'll put it up in a store and I'll sell it, right? And I'll make a profit off of it. It's not a unique thing. There are a lot of people who do that, people who resell, right? Like they're basically taking that same concept, that same idea, taking the stuff that people don't want and selling it. That's all. That's what Goodwill is. Okay, now they are a big corporate company now. And like I said, I'm not going to talk about like, are they good? Are they bad? Are they evil? Do they need to pay their, their employees more or less or whatever, right? Like that's just what Google is. It was created out of a demand of society. Now <laughs> we can get upset with Goodwill for doing these things, but as a society, we keep Goodwill in business, right? We're the ones who keep goodwill in business because we keep taking stuff to them and they keep selling it, right? And then when they can't sell it, they pass it in between all of their other goodwill stores, they pass it through their goodwill outlets, and then if it doesn't make it there, they send it to the landfill or to third world countries. Okay, that's the truth of it. 
And it's not only Goodwill who does this, right? Um, in Idaho, where I lived, there was a place. I don't know why. Like, she was happy until I hit record. <laughs> um, there was a place in a thrift store in Idaho called the Idaho Youth Ranch. My Idaho friends might know it. But when you go and drop off donations there, you, you take it to the back and lined all along the building are dumpsters where they put the things that they don't even want to bring inside of their store. Okay. And this is not their fault, right? This is an overconsumption issue. This is people like you and me going through and buying way too many clothes, way too many things on sale, um, way too many things that we don't need, joking about having primnesia and forgetting what we ordered on Amazon, right? Like this is an overconsumption problem and it's our fault, right? And I wanna have this conversation because we, if we wanna change this, right? If we wanna stop getting mad at Goodwill and we wanna stop getting mad at things like fast fashion and we wanna stop pointing the finger uh, all of these people who are, you know, wreaking havoc on the environment and being wasteful and putting things into the landfill, we have to take radical responsibility for our role in that, right? Goodwill is just the person who saw a problem in society of people having too much stuff and not wanting to sell it and came up with a solution because we overconsumed in the first place. And we can point the finger at them all we want. We can say goodwill is horrible. Goodwill is horrible to their employees, which I'm not arguing that. But if you want to change it, you have to stop contributing to it, right? You have to stop pushing your overconsumption off onto somebody else. You have to take radical responsibility for that, which means you have to stop overconsuming, which means that you have to declutter, which means that you don't have to take it to goodwill right? It might mean that you take a lot of your stuff to the landfill, right? And you cut out the middleman. You cut out the goodwill middleman who's going to end up in the landfill anyway and just take responsibility for that. Take your glorified trash to the trash and move forward much more better, much, much better, right? Much more better, <laughs> you know, in a much more responsible way, which is, I've told you guys this before. I have an episode on this, um, episode 67, where I talk about this decluttering is not wasteful. When I decluttered my stuff, people would not buy it. Salvation Army would not take my donations because they were full, which to me was very, very powerful. Looking back, especially because I couldn't really see it. Hey, Paula, I couldn't really see it for what it was at the time. I was just annoyed that they stopped taking donations, not realizing that they were overwhelmed by the amount of stuff that they couldn't sell, right? that they could not sell, they couldn't do anything with it. It was glorified trash, right? And now moving forward, yes, I feel bad that I had to trash so much stuff that nobody would take for free, that nobody wanted to buy, that the donation centers wouldn't even take from me. Yes, I feel bad about that. Yes, I feel bad that so much went to the landfill. But now moving forward for the rest of my 80 years of life on this planet, because I'm gonna live to be 110, I won't be a part of the problem, right? Like not saying that I'm going to be perfect, but I will not overconsume like I did in the past. I won't do that again. I will not let myself get to that point. I will 
think hard about my, my purchases before I make them for the, for the most part, right? Like I'm not, again, not saying that I'm perfect, but um, we have to take radical responsibility for our role in this, right? And stop being like, goodwill is the problem. Goodwill wouldn't be in business if people didn't keep taking stuff to there. Goodwill wouldn't be in business if we stopped this overconsumption. Now, I want to talk to you about another reality of this, right? Because yes, we can, you know, we can take it to smaller donation centers. We can take it to other local thrift shops. We can take it directly to the source. But this, and if Sienna is still on here, um, Sienna, chime in with any comments that you want, but she worked at a donation center before too, where they had the same problem, right? Where they got mounds and mounds of donations of stuff that wasn't usable, that they could not give to other people, that was not helpful to people. It was their glorified trash because they didn't want to take responsibility for the overconsumption that they made in the past, right? They, they were like, I'm going to, um, and I'm going to give it to kids who don't have toys, right? Like kids who don't have toys aren't suffering because they don't have toys, right? They're suffering because they don't have community. They don't have stability. They don't have consistency. They don't have food, right? They're not suffering because they don't have toys, right? They're not suffering because they don't have your clothes with holes in them. They're not suffering because of that, right? And so I think it's a really important conversation to have about like what we're actually giving to people, the condition of things that we are giving to people, and being really, really honest about the responsibility we are or are not taking when we give it to them, right? Because I tell you guys this too, like, don't take all of your clothes that, you know, if you have laundry piles inside of your house that you're overwhelmed with, right? You've got five black trash bags of clothes. Don't say, I gave it to my friend and she's so happy to have all of these clothes because if you're overwhelmed by receiving five black trash bags of clothes, I can guarantee you that your friend is likely overwhelmed by that too. So don't try and trick yourself and tell yourself, like, I, I did her a favor by pushing what I don't want to deal with off onto her, right? Take responsibility for that and ask yourself, like, is she going to, is she really going to appreciate this? Is she really going to be helped by this? Or am I just trying to use her as a scapegoat, right? And I've done this. I have done this and I've had it done to me. So don't feel bad about it. Just recognize it because I think that we really do have to take radical responsibility for this if we ever want to see long lasting change. Um, Sienna says, I managed a homeless shelter. People just donated garbage to feel better. Right, right, Sienna. And that's a hard truth. And I saw that a lot too when I worked for Head Start. Um, we worked with at risk families, at risk families, um, foster kids, and foster parents. Um, people who, you know, were dealing with homelessness in the middle of Alaska, you know, in the middle of winter, which is very, very cold. And I can tell you the things that they needed were not the things that are glorified trash. Okay. And I know that's a hard conversation to have, but I've talked to you guys about this too, because I've talked to my dad about this too, because my dad was a single dad of five kids. And during Christmas one year, he decided to sign up for the secret Santa and he was like, I wanted it, you know, I wanted to be able to give you guys stuff and gifts for Christmas. I wasn't going to be able to, but what ended up happening was he was overwhelmed by all of this stuff that he felt like people were just pushing off onto him. And then he had to sort through it. And, you know, he had 
a, a teenage daughter, me. He had two tween daughters and was given baby clothes, right? Because people were like, oh my gosh, he need, he's a single dad. He needs things. So they just pushed all of their stuff on, on, onto him. And he was like, it, it was nice. I was glad that they wanted to help, but I didn't need baby clothes for my teenage daughters, right? Um, and so it ended up making things more difficult for him. And like I said, guys, I don't want you to feel bad about this. I know it's a hard conversation to have, but I think it's an important one um, to be really honest about this, right? To be really honest about the things that we consume, the overconsumption and the root issue so that we can move forward, right? Like if you hate Goodwill, go ahead and hate Goodwill. I won't disagree that, you know, they probably have less than ideal working conditions, but blaming Goodwill is not the solution. Taking responsibility for your role in that is, is how you fix that. Okay. Um, yes. Well, when people donate to get rid of things to a nonprofit, it drains their resources to pay to dispose of and man manpower. Yeah. And we saw that too in Head Start where people would bring us stuff. You know, people would empty out their playrooms into our classrooms. And then we would have to spend the afternoon or, you know, our teacher planning hours going through all of the stuff that they left in our classroom instead of being able to focus on lesson planning. That happened a few times um, while I was working there. And, and that's true. That is the reality of it, right? Um, so I'm not saying don't be generous. I'm not saying don't give your things to people. I'm not saying be, you know, just throw it all away. I'm not saying it at all, but be very conscious about what you're actually donating to people. Are you making it easy for them to receive it? Or are you just pushing it off onto them, right? You can make it easy for them to receive it, right? If you're gonna donate to teachers or donate to nonprofits, make sure that the stuff is clean, it's folded, it's, it's in nice condition. It's gonna be something that somebody opens up and is like, wow, this was a blessing for me, right? Especially when you're doing things like women's shelters. Don't just give them crazy things that are gonna be more work for them and push it off onto them because you don't wanna take responsibility for it. Make it, think about that. When somebody opens this up, is it going to be easy for them to receive that gift? If the answer is no, go back to the drawing board and figure out how you can responsibly declutter it. And I will let you know, my personal opinion is that sometimes the best way to responsibly declutter things is put it in the trash, right? Because nobody's blessed by your burdens that you are trying to wrap up in a pretty bow. Okay, I think that's enough on that. I think that's enough on that. Um, this makes me feel so much better about throwing my stuff away. I've struggled with this. Yes, and it is a struggle. And we are led to believe that we have, that we live in a society that doesn't have enough and won't have enough. I promise you that that is not the problem. The problem is that we have too much. Overconsumption is our problem, hands down. Um, I've been struggling with what to do with the old things. I don't want to just throw it in the trash. That's not good for the planet but some are not good enough to donate. And Kristen, some things are just trash, to be honest, right? Like they're consumable items. Things are meant to be consumed. They're meant to be used. But the truth is that we have entirely too much stuff that we could ever possibly use. Um, and I saw that when we left Alaska, when I looked around, like I can, that image is burned into my mind of all of this stuff that lined my two front lawns, my driveway, my garage. I still had stuff inside of my house. I still had stuff in the backyard. I still had stuff in the thousand square foot house that I rented out as a preschool. I couldn't have used all of that stuff in a lifetime. 
right? Like I had too much stuff. I had so much stuff that I could not have used it. If I had used one thing a day for the rest of my life, maybe, but it was too much because I overconsumed. I bought too much. I got too many things on sale. I got too many things, you know, buy one, get one. Um, it was just too much. I never would have been able to use all of that stuff. Um, and that's the reality of it. And when we, when we talk about goodwill and them doing things like, you know, you, I take something to my local goodwill, right? I take it there. They don't have room for it. So they pack it up and ship it to their next goodwill store that might be able to do something with it there. They have too much stuff. So then they ship it off to their goodwill outlet store where nobody wants to go because it's stinky and gross and it, it, nothing good there. People know that the worst of the worst goodwill things go to the goodwill outlet Nobody wants to get that stuff. So then they take it to the landfill, right? So we tell ourselves that we're doing a good thing by donating it to somebody who might use it when that's not the reality of it. The reality is pretty dark. And if they don't take it to the landfill, they push it off onto third world countries. Another truth. Um, when my dad and I went to the Dominican Republic, my dad, we saw, we were riding on a bus and we saw a guy riding a bike wearing one of my dad's high school t-shirts, an East High Thunderbirds t-shirt, was wearing that, riding down the bike in the Dominican Republic. And we were like, why did he have that shirt? And the only thing I can think of is that either he had a friend from Alaska who gave him a shirt or Goodwill is really <laughs> dumping off all of their things. Yeah. And uh, Ashley says, I've seen our thrift store throwing donations straight into the dumpster, which is what I was talking about. The, um, the Idaho Youth Ranch, you drop your stuff off at the donation center in the back, they sort it, and then they have three of the most gigantic dumpsters lining the, the building because that's what they do too. If it doesn't look like something that they can bring, they put it right into the trash, right? Um, I wish there was an option for clothing trash and they repurpose or something. There is, but even those textile recycling things are overloaded because we overconsume right? We buy things that are cute and on sale and buy one, get one. And, um, yeah, yeah, it's a big, huge thing, but we have to take <laughs> radical responsibility if we actually want it to change. Um, which is why I think it's important to have this conversation. Um, yeah, there are textile recycling centers, um, where they will either upcycle or however you recycle textiles. I don't know how that works, but they do exist. Um, Okay, so good point about that too, Ashley, that I do wanna drive home to is that it's, it's not just Goodwill, right? It's not just Goodwill. It is all thrift stores, it is the local ones, the mom and pop ones, which is why they're more selective about what they can take, right? Like they won't just take donations. Like I, I've had a lot of donation centers where I will bring things and they're like, oh, we aren't accepting, we aren't accepting clothing right now, right? Or we aren't accepting toys right now, or we aren't accepting dishes right now because they already have too much, right? They can't sell it. They have too many. And then it's annoying because then you have to find somewhere else to take it and nobody wants it because there is no solution to, we can't possibly donate, recycle, repurpose too much stuff, right? And a society that over, over consumes. Um, there is no way to push it around. Just like in your house when you are, you know, shifting clutter from the closet to the bed, to the couch, to the other closet, to the 
to the counter to the, all the different parts of your house like the same is true on a large scale scale community level of clutter right like you can take it to the donation center but you're not fixing the problem the problem is still there you just don't have to see it which is why radical responsibility for your role in that is so so important um yeah mom and pop thrift store um, and that's why consignment stores, people, people get annoyed by consignment stores because they're like, I have these really nice clothes, right? I have really nice baby clothes and they won't take my baby clothes or they only give me $1 for these really expensive baby clothes that are still in nice condition. And it's the supply and demand, right? Supply and demand. They already have enough, right? They don't care that you have really nice clothes because they get people bringing very nice clothes to them every single day um because we over consume as a society um and i love this conversation because i love holding people accountable and i love getting to the root of the true issue right if goodwill is an issue and the way that goodwill treats their employees is an issue let's take it like five more layers deep and figure out what the actual issue is which is you and me being like, oh my gosh, cute baby clothes at Target. I'm going to buy five of them when I already have 50 at home, right? Okay. <laughs> um, the guilt is hard as a perfectionist. Yes. Okay. Um, even the best agencies, they have no emotional attachment. Yeah. Easy trash or not. Glorified trash or not. I volunteered at a thrift store. Our warehouse is unreal. It looks like an episode of Hoarders and the percentage of donations we can resell versus what we have to throw away is probably 20%. Yes. Yes, I'm glad that a lot of you guys have experience, on, on, you know, on the inside too, so I don't just sound like a crazy person. Because to be completely honest, it's hard to find good information about this. Um, Goodwill doesn't want people to know the dark side of their business, right? Like, um, so maybe if you want to explore more of this for yourself, ask your local thrift stores, right? Ask them, like, how much of the stuff that you get is actually sellable how much of the stuff that you get is actually helpful um and just have conversations with them right because they're a business they want to do well um a lot of them often are nonprofits with you know a bigger mission that they're working towards so they are okay with dealing with it um like the one in idaho the youth ranch all of their their money goes to helping underprivileged teens in the community so you know they're they're fine with dealing with it but imagine if they didn't have to throw away 80 percent of the stuff that they had and they could just get really nice stuff right imagine how much more efficient they could be imagine how much more they could help the community if they didn't have to waste you know money on renting three dumpsters that get dumped every day right like those aren't cheap to pay for right imagine if they didn't have to pay for that because people would just take their stuff to the trash where it belongs and stop over consuming right <laughs> um okay anyway stop pushing stop pushing the responsibility off onto other companies stop pushing the responsibility of your consumption off onto your family and friends stop pushing it off onto teachers take radical responsibility for it and know that sometimes the most responsible way to declutter is by putting it in the trash okay and and it doesn't end there right don't just throw your stuff away and be like oh, i'm done dealing with it now i can go get new stuff take it as a chance to really evaluate your consumption habits 
What are you spending your money on? How are you spending your money? One of the things that I really want to get better at is, um, and Allison is good at this, I think, not buying fast fashion clothes, right? I think it's terrible to think about sweatshops, which are a very real thing, being the source of the clothes that my kids wear. That does not feel good to me, right? But to be completely honest, it's, it's overwhelming for me to think about. So my solution this past year has been consignment stores and buying secondhand, right? I didn't get to do it with the quarantine because Tara and Kaylee both outgrew their entire wardrobe overnight and the consignment stores weren't open. So I had to order online. Um, but that's a, you know, that's a special circumstance, but consignment stores have been my solution because I get overwhelmed by <laughs> trying to find, uh, sustainable clothing sources, right. Um, and ethical clothing sources and figuring out how they're going to fit my kids. And they are more expensive, um, you know, for a baby who only wears it for two months, <laughs> right? Like, um, so my solution has been consigning consignment stores um, instead of buying brand new from places like, you know, wherever, wherever. Um, okay, Irene, you're welcome. I'm glad this is helpful. Uh, the pandemic has really changed how I try to unload my trash. I now give directly on Facebook and plan to keep doing that if no one wants it there it's trash yes um yeah sweatshops yeah it's a really real thing and and i'm all about like the energy attached to our stuff and how it makes us feel and i just think about um the source of these clothing i mean like i feel bad i really do feel bad about that right um and it's easier to find you know clothes for me that are you know ethically and sustainably sourced um for adults, I think it's a lot easier than it is for kids, but consignment stores for me in the meantime are a good um, solution, right? Because I'm not, I'm not creating more of a demand. I'm, I'm just taking from what's already been created. Um, um, yes, yes, yes. Okay. It's haunted. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. So that's how I feel about it, guys. That's how I feel about it. We need to take radical responsibility for it. And sometimes that means admitting, I shouldn't have done that, <laughs> right? I was part of the problem, but now I'm gonna try and be part of the solution. Um, now, just to kind of switch gears and talk about our wardrobes as moms, because I did want to talk to you guys about it a little bit yesterday. And it goes into like the energy associated with our stuff is getting rid of that dead weight clutter. Okay, that dead weight clutter that isn't serving you, that is, that is like, it's like a paper cut, right? You just have this annoying paper cut that is just like kind of like you're slowly irritating and annoying and you know it's there, but not, you know, it's not a big enough deal for you to make a big deal out of, right? Um, which is what I did with my clothes. Um, I had all of these clothes in there that were like slightly irritating that I don't wear, that I don't like, that I don't like how they look on me. And I, I reduced my wardrobe by more than half, which is huge. And now it feels like I have way more clothes than I've ever had. I don't know if you guys have noticed on the videos, but I've been wearing these very cute things that I didn't wear before. And I didn't wear them. I wasn't wearing them before, not because I don't like them, but because I just didn't notice them, right? They were like surrounded by all of this stuff that I low key 
hated. <laughs> and um, hey, now that all that stuff isn't around it anymore, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's really cute, right? Like this green shirt. I'm like, that's really cute. Why wasn't I wearing that before? I don't know, guys. I don't have any scientific reasons for why I didn't wear it, you know, two months ago and why I'm wearing it now, other than I got rid of all the stuff that was irritating around it. And I can see it better, right? I can see it and I'm excited by it and I want to wear it because I can, I, I notice it now. Um, so get rid of that dead weight clutter, right? That dead weight clutter. And I want to let you know some truth about this dead weight clutter for me, um, because we have been decluttering for such a long time. Like this dead weight clutter is stuff that is actually nice, right? It's nice stuff. Um, it's things that people actually like. So I like put all of my stuff up on a local, on a local, on my local Facebook page. And it's like, hey, I have some, you know, women's clothes that I don't want anymore. They're all basically brand new. Somebody took them for me. And there was a girl who just got into college who used to do like college interviews and work interviews and took them. And I, and I felt good about that, right? Um, and that kind of goes back to what we were talking about before is that when you are donating to people and to sources, ask yourself, like, is it going to be easy for them to receive this? And it was really easy for her to receive it. Right. And she even sent me pictures of her like wearing, wearing it because she was excited to have it. And I want to tell you this part of the story so that you can be encouraged moving forward, that it won't feel like such a burden forever. It won't feel like such a downer. It won't feel like, you know, we won't have all that guilt and regret and remorse and, and like, oh my gosh, I'm ruining the planet. You won't have those feelings anymore because you will have cut it off. You'll have cut off the source of all of that and you'll be able to move forward. Um, um, I'm at the moment sorting through my wardrobe, but I told my husband I wear the same things all the time. So everything in it is going out in black bags. Dresses I bought for weddings were once and others in there that have tags and have never been on my back. Yes, exactly. And um, so I'm not, I'm not calling you out, Paula, because we've all been there. But that, you know, the moment when you bought those things that you didn't wear, the moment that you, you, you had a closet full of totally workable clothing and you went out and bought more, like that was the problem, right? It's not the donating. It's not the decluttering. It's not the getting rid of it. That is the problem. It was all of those moments leading up to that, that were the problem. And once you cut off that, that, that problem and you stop and you're able to move forward clean and fresh, you don't create that problem anymore, right? You get to the root of the issue and you don't do those things anymore. Okay. So that was, that was fun. This is always a scary conversation for me to have because I don't know how people are going to receive it. I, you know, I don't want people to think that I'm like, just throw your stuff away, right? Just trash it. Who cares? Like, it's actually the opposite. I care so much that I want to have this conversation with you so that we can actually move forward in a more mindful way. Um, right. And I do think that guilt is a motivator. I do think that regret, embarrassment, you know, shame, uh, remorse, or whatever it is that you feel about it. I'm ruining the planet. I think those are good feelings to have. Acknowledge them, sit in them for a minute and know that the solution moving forward isn't doing what you've always done, right? The solution moving forward isn't holding on to it all forever. The solution moving forward is to get rid of it and to start living in a different way. 
right? Start living in a different way, do something different. I give a whole lot of dresses to a friend who sells clothes because I don't wear dresses. <laughs> yes, yeah, see, exactly. And um, on that note too, I don't know if you were here at the beginning, Natalie, but like that's what Goodwill started as. Goodwill started as a way to make money off of the things that people didn't want anymore and also didn't want to sell, right? His vision was like a storefront garage sale, basically. And you can absolutely give your usable stuff to your friends who have reselling businesses, right? Um, because I am all about like holding corporations to high standards, but we can't do that unless we choose to do something different. And like Natalie said, instead of giving your stuff to Goodwill, give it to your friend who has a reselling business, right? Um, let her get paid for doing that instead of giving it to Goodwill, right? Or give it to your local thrift store and make sure that the stuff that you are giving them, they can actually sell, right? Because they are a business too. They don't want to try and sell trash. <laughs> they want good things to sell. Um, okay. So that being said, Tara is running away. Thanks for hanging out with me, guys. I really do care a whole, whole lot about responsibly decluttering. Um, and so I hope you guys hear the message. I hope you guys hear more than just throw it away, right? Just put it in the trash, right? Because well, I will say sometimes the most responsible way to declutter is by putting it into the trash. That's not the only way. And you do need to consider all of these other complicated aspects of it and take radical responsibility for it. Okay. So that's it. Uh, we have a brand new bed for Kaylee and Tara. We got them a bunk bed um, so they can start sleeping together. <laughs> and I gotta go help my husband pack that up because I don't know how long we've been talking for. And he's probably like, hey, where you at? Come help me. Okay, so I'll see you guys later. <laughs>before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.